Hello, my frozen friend. How are things down in the land down under today? So cold. <laughs> How many layers? How many layers are rolling with right now? Seven. Seven layers. Dang. I was expecting like four. That's amazing. Singlet, t-shirt, button-up shirt, jacket, beanie, blanket. <laughs> blanket. And space heater? You have a space heater? I don't. I actually, when I worked for a magazine company back in 2008, 2009, uh, it was in Idaho, Idaho Falls, and it was in an old hotel. It was, uh, the office was in an old hotel, and so it was old, and it had terrible insulation, and the heat was terrible, and so I bought a space heater and put it directly under my desk and ran that thing at full blast the entire <laughs> winter, just right onto my legs. That is how much I need heat. Wait, I don't think you understand. I like overcompensate like crazy if I'm cold. So I take it it was it worked. Like it you didn't burn from it, it didn't catch fire, the hotel didn't burn down. Nope, nothing ever caught on fire. I was safe enough to never let it come in contact with anything. And I don't think I don't pretty sure you can't catch stuff on fire from a distance with a space heater, can you? Depends on the length of the distance, I guess. Yeah. Like, if you put, like, just paper near something that's too hot, it can start to brown and then catch on fire. Okay, that's fair. But as far as, like, clothing is concerned... No, clothing should be fine. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Anything that can't serve as kindling should be fine. <laughs> small twigs. Your legs made out of small twigs? Matches. Maybe my clothes are. You don't know. You don't know what I wear. <laughs> that is true. I have no no mm-hmm. idea what you wear. I don't know how you'd even wear pants made out of small twigs. I suppose it could be done. Mm. Real bad idea. There was there's pants made out of people's skin. Y- yes. There's a pair of pants that someone from like the torso down just got hollowed out of. Like they cut they cut a dude off and then cut a dude in half, hollowed him out, and now people wear him as pants. Like not anymore. This was like 800 years ago. But we still have the pants. Would you like me to find you a link? <laughs> I got nothing. I have no response to that. What the, what horrors are you visiting upon our podcast? Yeah, send me a link because I'm not Googling that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Necker Pants. It could, no, that's the name of the video. It's a QI. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, the phone book challenge just happens to be thrown in there. I have to watch a whole video? I just want a picture. Oh, fine, I'll find you a timestamp. 20 seconds, 15 seconds in. All right, here we go. Doop. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. What in the what? This has to be a prank. This has to be like medieval society saying, what can we do that future archaeological people will be like, this is crazy. <coughs> and then we'll do one, do it once and they'll find it and they'll think we did it all the time. I don't think anyone thinks that they did this all the time. I think it happened once, but it happened. Okay. Wow. I had no idea. I, my mind has been expanded in ways I don't think I wanted it to expand. <laughs> Nobody really wants think, to see that. No, definitely not. If you want to see it, we'll put a link in the show notes, but I, I, don't, I don't think you do. Mm. Could be wrong. So, hmm, so you're cold. I, I, I probably talked about this on the pod before, but I really think I'm a cold-blooded animal. When it's cold, my brain slows down. I feel like my heart beats slower. My reflexes and everything just slows down. And I just want to curl up under a blanket and, like, read a book. That's literally <laughs> all I want to do when it's cold. 
Whereas in the heat, if it's 105 degrees Fahrenheit outside, I'm like, yes, let's do this. It's not comfortable, but I want to do things. I have energy. Like, I am a plant or a lizard of some kind. These are the options. Are you a lizard I'm person? definitely not warm-blooded. Yeah, I can't. Apparently, I can't regulate my own body temperature enough. You are a lizard person. Lizard people confirm. Yes. Hmm. Yep, lizard people are a thing. I am one of them. Unbeknownst to me, no one told me this. I didn't know it, but I figured it out through my inability to handle cold temperatures on my own. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, like winter here. Winters are, can be pretty brutal here in Utah. Like we've established that. And I will literally spend as little time outside as humanly possible on work days. I'll go from my house to my garage, to my car park as close to my work buildings as I can walk inside briskly, spend 20 seconds outside, do the same thing on the way home and then garage to house. So I will spend a total of about 45 seconds a day outside unless I absolutely can't help it. And those are bad days. Mm, I I'm the same, but all year round. Oh, you just hate outside, period. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're not an... I guess... I I feel like many of our viewers are also not outside people, so I think they're nodding sagely right now. Mm -hmm. I think my main reason is, have you ever seen a person fall off a cliff while sitting on the couch? I absolutely have not. Well, there you go. Zero, zero times. Although, uh, maybe their house is built on a cliff and something starts to crumble and then... uh... Well, that was poor planning by them. Don't live there. Yeah, it's. Po- I'm just saying it's possible. Okay, I don't live on a cliff, so it's right. not possible. Not possible. No, but you said, have you ever seen anyone on their couch fall off a cliff? And I feel like it's happened at some point. I mean, right? I, People build houses on clifftops all the time because they're idiots. You know what? I bet this has happened on a Japanese game show where they've someone's like <laughs> taken a nap on their couch, and then while they're asleep, a crew of people come in and pick up and move the couch to like the side of a cliff. And then there's... And they push him over the edge? No, then he wakes up and falls off. Oh, yeah. That's a Japanese game show for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Death, dismemberment. No, no, no. He's not People dead. falling to he's their dooms. He's not dead. Oh. He's just he's... horribly injured. No, no, no. He lands on, like, a airbed or something. Oh, yes. Okay. That kind of Japanese game show. The way I'm picturing this is a fairly tame for a Japanese game show. <laughs> there are game shows where they'll roll a cannon into your bedroom and fire it while you're asleep. Okay, I've seen one where they move the bed you're asleep in. This is oddly sleep focused for Japanese people. But they put the bed mm-hmm. on the end of a pier, and then when you wake up, you roll off the side into a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese game shows are so much better than our game shows. How do we suck at this? Uh, I think it's because they have an understanding of you don't sue if you get injured on one of those. Oh, whereas it's real hard to pull that off in America. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a show called Wipeout that's mm. on in the summer sometimes mm-hmm. where it's obstacle course and people are getting knocked off these things by big foam spinny deals into water. And it's pretty fun, mm-hmm. but it's not rolling a person in their bed into the lake. Yeah. Old fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like you sign up for it. This is someone else signs you up for it. That's two different things. So this actually reminds me just, I guess we're not going to talk about this a lot, but the Chris Farley Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live sketch where he's on a Japanese game show. Okay. Are you familiar at all? I'm going to send you a link, but it's to NBC.com. And I'm like 80% sure you won't be able to watch this because I'm sure it's region locked for some stupid reason. But it's got Mike Myers as the Japanese game show host. And then Chris Farley as just like this random tourist who has no idea what's going on and doesn't speak Japanese. And it's just, it's like Chris Farley at his best here. It's uh, blocked. It's blocked. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could Google it and look for where it's hosted in your country. YouTube doesn't have it because NBC has a lockdown on their content on YouTube. It is so hard to find anything from NBC. Found it. Uh, on the YouTubes. You did? On YouTube? Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, Good I'll job. Send you a link. It's on the Saturday Night Live YouTube channel. Oh, that's weird because I Googled SNL Japanese game show Chris Farley and YouTube is not on the first page of results. Hmm. What the crap? I googled Chris Folly Japanese game show. <laughs> oh, the uploader has not made this video available in your country. So there you go. <laughs> so we're both locked out in some way. Yeah, that's, but, that's funny. But we both have access, so that counts. Mm-mm. My second question is, who's Chris Folly? Oh, crap, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Wow. All right. Uh, Chris Farley is an American comic. He's a funny guy who I think got his start on SNL. I'm sure he did stand up before that. That's usually how they find people for Saturday Night Live is uh, they grab people. You audition and if you have experience and things, they grab you. But um, basically his thing is big, fat American guy who doesn't quite know what's going on is kind of a doofus. Mm. There's a whole movie called Beverly Hills Ninja that he was in in the 90s that basically is around the premise, built around the premise that he is a ninja. Okay. He's got the spirit guy that's trying to teach him to be a ninja, but he's really just this really huge, fat, out of control, overweight guy who has no ability to do any of this stuff. It's Chris Farley. He's hilarious. I, I just, I love him a lot. He sadly committed suicide a few years ago. Okay. And... As seems to be the case with some of these really over-the-top funny people, they have like a really dark side to them. They just don't really let anybody see until it's too late. The guy died when I was four, and you're surprised I don't know him. Yes. Just want to make that clear. He's he's hum- he's he's a big star. Twenty years ago. <sighs> I can't believe it's been that long. Are you sure it's been that long? Drug overdose, 1997, December 18th, 1997. Oh my gosh, it has been that long. You're older than he is. Well, he was. This, yeah. Yeah, just let that sink in. That's how long ago it's been. Yes, I'm older than he was when he died. Okay, it took me a second to figure out what you're trying to say. Yes, that is correct. He was 33 when he died. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway, your homework is to watch a couple Chris Farley sketches. Okay. This one in particular, and then, I don't know, another one of your choosing, I suppose. No, 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 pick one. You want me to pick one? Yeah, because what happens if I pick a crap one? And it's like, oh, that wasn't funny. All right, hold on. Ooh, ooh, in a van down by the river. In a van down by the river. Okay. Yep. Sure. Those are the two. The two The two that are coming to mind right now. I'm sure somebody is thinking you're missing the best one of all time, Falcon, but those are really good. Japanese game show and in a van down by the river. Just That's your Google. That's all you need. Okay. It's got very young David Spade in that one. I know who he is. Who you also... You do know. Okay, good. I was going to be like, and someone else that Wade's never heard of. I mean, David Spade's alive and still working. So that's usually he a help. Is, is he still working? I know he's alive. Yeah, David Spade's still working. Um, David Spade, IMDb. Go. Let's see. He is Father of the Year this year. Sandy Wexler last year. Mad Families last year. Uh, these are movies. So Hotel Transylvania 2. Uh, the Ridiculous Voice 6. doesn't count. It so does count. Uh, I am Chris Farley as himself in 2015. Oh, there was a documentary about Chris Farley? I need to watch that. Yeah, okay. Let's look at TV then. Inside Amy Schumer, Roadies, Comedy Central Roast of Rob Lowe. I don't know who Rob Lowe is. Love, Jimmy Kimmel what? Live, Lady Dynamite, The Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, we're doing Rob Lowe next. Uh, Google Rob Lowe. Uh, do I have to? Yes, Rob Lowe is amazing. Okay, so Rob Lowe is a very handsome man. He started out as being just like a generic handsome guy on movies and TV shows and stuff. Then it turns out he's hilarious. He's in Parks and Rec, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time, and he's fantastically funny. So Parks and Rec uh, is on Californication. He stars on that one there too. It's not as much a funny role necessarily, but um, West Wing, he's Sam Seaborn on that if you've ever seen any episodes of the West Wing. But yeah, he's got a really, really long, long career and just he's great. I like Rob Lowe a lot. I don't think I've seen anything that he's in. This is a huge list. He's in Super Troopers 2. You saw Super Troopers 2. Oh, hold on. This, he's, he is, okay. My bad. I, He's the mayor. No, no, no. I jumped to uh, video games because he has the video games. And then I scrolled up to television series. And then thought the tiny little series box that was t- television films was all the films he's in. I'm like, uh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I have seen Super Troopers. I have not seen Super Troopers 2. Okay. Uh. I don't think he's in Super Troopers 1. No, he's not. I've seen Sex Tape. That's not a good movie. Okay. I don't remember him in that. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Okay. It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. Uh, the Invention of Lying. Oh, I think nope. I, I think I remember him in that. Um, great premise. Kind of, eh, movie. <laughs> Have you ever watched anything from the West Wing? No. Okay. I mean, it's a U.S. politics-focused show, so I don't know why you would necessarily, but... I hear it's good. You're way into Friends, so I don't know. <laughs> What's that good? It is good. It just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know what it does. Uh, oh, Tommy Boy, which is a Chris Farley movie. Ooh, look at the connection. Mm. He's actually uncredited in Tommy Boy. I thought he was credited. That's weird. Hmm. Do I need to watch that? Tommy Boy? Yeah. Um, If you're in the mood for a really stupid movie starring David Spade and Chris Farley, that's just really about dumb stuff, but also hilarious. If you're in the right mood, then yeah, I would recommend it. Okay. Watch the SNL sketches first because those are short. Yeah, and don't yeah. require much of a commitment. Yeah. And then if you really like those, then try to find Tommy Boy. That's my. That's what I think. Sounds reasonable. Good. All right, Spencer, write that down. Homework for Wade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out for Spencer. He's <laughs> probably so very happy. Mm, probably. Hi, Spencer. Mm. So speaking of being cold, I went to Idaho over the weekend. Mm. Idaho is where two of my children were born and where my in-laws live. And so we went up there for a weekend to visit and there was a work barbecue. My uh, grand, my grandfather, my father-in-law works for the Idaho National Labs. Okay. Which is a bunch of jobs out in East Idaho that work entirely off of contract, contract basis for the federal government. They do nuclear research and stuff. Right. And so his particular company set up, they did a, well, what should have been a very, very fun fun event there was barbecue food and there were blow up bounce houses and there were obstacle courses and and we showed up and it seemed like the weather was okay we showed up around 11 30 and it was clear out we got our food and as we started eating i looked over um because we were kind of in a big pavilion and that was covered and i looked over and rain is just pouring down it's the hardest rain i've probably seen since last year like it's a crazy amount of rain just gushing down and we were like, oh, um, hmm. So we kind of tried to wait it out, and it starts just getting colder and colder. Temperature's dropping. We're not exactly in an enclosed, insulated area. And after an hour and a half, after two hours, it became clear that it was not going to let up. So I ran out to the car, got absolutely drenched in the 35 seconds it took me to get to where we parked. Mm-hmm. 
and then brought it around so the wife and kids could get in without getting too wet. But yeah, really cold. That's Idaho, man. Though they get snow on the 4th of July sometimes. So if you're ever planning on going to Idaho, no matter what time of year it is, pack a jacket. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I will keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever visit Idaho, anybody, if anybody ever visits Idaho, pack a jacket. Mm. So it was a good time. Uh, I brought my Super Nintendo Classic. And so some of the kids, uncles, my brothers-in-law, we were playing, competing in Super Mario World and playing uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And it was not a bad time. Are the uh, kids kind of done with that yet? Or are they still going? No, they're still into it. They, uh, They found a secret area in Super Mario World where you can go in there and just basically get infinite lives. You go back in over and over. It refreshes the boxes. Okay. So they get like 50 lives and go to try uh, go try a really hard level, use all of them, and then go back and do it again. <laughs> I mean, I guess it worked. Exactly. Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, so they're still into it. Uh, I actually need to rehook it back up because we packed it up when we came home and I didn't set it back up, unfortunately. I actually had to buy a new HDMI switch because we have too many HDMI devices for the three <laughs> port that we are using. I upgraded to a five. That's how much stuff is going on right now. Okay, so what is it? You've got, like... Roku. Okay, Roku. PlayStation 3. PS3. Super Nintendo Classic. Super Nintendo Classic. It's three. Uh, Steam... What do they call it? Steam Link. Steam Streaming Box. Steam Link Box. Steam Link, okay. Yep, Steam Link Box. And that's it. We figured we'd get one more just in case something else comes up at some point. Okay. What is a Roku? I've heard that word before. Oh, it's uh just like a Chromecast uh, okay. device, right? But by a different company. So huh. I'm just because if I was presented with that situation of okay, all the HDMI ports are filled, instead of going and getting a switcher, I would be like, what can we just unplug that we don't use? What do we use the least? We use all of them, Wade. Hmm. We do. We use the Steam Link at least once a week. We use the Roku every day. The PlayStation 3 is at least three or four times a week. Who's playing games on um, a PlayStation 3 in your Nintendo- house? My, ki- my kids are. We've got Little Big Planet. They love that game. Uh, kids cloud the future like hate and the force. What? I'm always unexpectedly wrong about my pr- thing. Like the way I would do things are always oh. muddled by kids. It's like, I can never predict (laughs) the appropriate way to do that. Because it's like, who's playing on a PlayStation 3 still? Oh, right, kids are. Kids are, because they don't have a PlayStation 4. Because I'm not buying them a PlayStation 4. This is a PC gaming house. You're waiting until a coworker gives you one for free, aren't you? Exactly. That's why, if you haven't heard this story, quick story. I wanted to play The Last of Us, but I didn't want to buy a PlayStation. It was the only game I wanted to play for PlayStation 3. And so I asked around at work, and I said, hey, can anybody borrow me one? Can I lend one? Or can I be lent one for a week or so so I can play this thing and just give it back? And this guy said, sure. And I showed up the next day, and there was a brand new shrink-wrapped PlayStation 3 on my desk in a gift bag, along with The Last of Us and Little Big Planet and an extra controller. Mm. And I was like, what? And I went to the guy and said, hey, guy, did you, do, do you give me a brand new PlayStation? He goes, no, man, I, I forgot. I didn't actually bring mine today. Sorry, I'll get it tomorrow. And I was like, no, don't, don't worry about it. Turns out I have a secret admirer here. So... Secret admirer. So word got out that I wanted it and someone snuck it to me. And I, to this day, I don't know who it was. Um, I have some suspicions, but everybody I talked to about it had a very nice poker face to the point that I don't actively suspect anyone. Oh. Do you think the person... But that's the like, story. Like, do you have your suspicions? Like, you, have a, yeah. you have a vague idea. Does that person still work there or do they get the Falcon curse? 
Uh, yeah, Falcon cursed. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. They even tried to appease well, the dark gods. Still end up getting sacked. Yeah, I mean it was my boss. It wasn't any. He didn't sit next to me, but apparently he was close enough. Hmm. Close enough. Close enough. So that's why I own a PlayStation Three, and I actually I played The Last of Us. It was great. Really enjoyed it. Um, never really bothered with Little Big Planet, and my kids at the time were too little to play it. Uh, I think at the time my oldest was like five. Oh, yeah, he was five. And so he wasn't old enough to play PlayStation 3. But as they've gotten older, they've been like, what's this black box sitting over here that has a lot of dust all over <laughs> it? And they're into the little big planet. So they have a good time. Fair enough. Yeah, my kids are absolutely spoiled. Like, the amount... They've got PlayStation games. They've got PC games. They've, I mean, they've got the Super Nintendo Classic at this point. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. You're going to have to ta- start taking some away. Otherwise, they're just going to turn up to be bricks. <laughs> At least you're not feeding them the steak. Correct. Exactly. I'm not messing that up. Like, there's there's things I'm messing up. Let's not get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think maybe I should. Maybe over the summer I should slowly take things away. And then when they complain about it, look, be like, look, books. That's what I had when I was your age. <laughs> My house didn't have anything but three TV channels and books. Do they, do they have a Kindle, like each? Uh, they do. Okay. Do, they do. Do they read often? Um, a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I need to start getting them more books because my kid has read a couple. Like, I've got a bunch of um public domain books, like some Sherlock Holmes stuff that's just like you can get free off the Kindle store. Right. And my kid's actually he plowed through those pretty good, but he ran out. And I intended to get him more, and then I totally forgot because again, bad parenting. Yes. Yep. Yep. You're an awful human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I will make a note. I will make a note that uh, I need to buy more books for my kids on their Kindles because they would use them. Or just get yeah. them comics. That's actually one of them is. There's a Foxtrot book that I got. Oh, nice. Digitally hmm. that uh, my kids read a few times. So that's not a bad way. Honestly, Calvin and Hobbes is <laughs> a lot of what he reads, and I'm not going to discourage that. No. You do not discourage no. Calvin and Hobbes. I think we've been over it. No. We have. Best comic of all time. Yes. So, so moving on to uh, recent StarCraft 2 news. My God, are we actually talking StarCraft on this podcast for longer than 45 we seconds? We do that sometimes. Not in like the last four weeks. I know, it's been a while. <laughs> and every gauntlet open, I'm like, we talk about Star. That's what I lead off with is StarCraft. It's totally a lie. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you came here for the StarCraft and you're waiting for the StarCraft and you're finally just now getting it, I apologize. It's taken so long. But we do sometimes. <laughs> <sighs> all right, Starcraft. All right, Starcraft. So I heard of this, uh, this little cup called the Somacron Cup, organized by OSC. Yeah, it's kind of like GSL. Yes, yeah, very much like GSL in every possible way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> uh. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, but why don't you tell us more about it, Samacron? I feel like maybe you have some details. Uh, so, basically, they held a one-off tournament in my name for being a contributor to, I guess, them. Like, they do, like, a Kickstarter sort of thing, and one of the rewards was get a tournament named after you. So I did that. That is so cool. And they f- they followed through. They Look did. At them. They did it. They sure did. No, no, not like other Kickstarters out there where it's like, oh, yeah, we we're we in fully intended to fulfill all these things, but then we ran out of money. <sighs> Stupid. Do you know what the most, like, I think the most successful Kickstarter to, like, not lying about rewards and, like, <laughs> actually delivering them is? I do not. It's potato salad. Oh, yeah. The person who got, like, $600,000 to make a potato salad and then shared it with, like, half a million people. That's so 
stupid. It is. <sighs> I mean, as long as people have their rewards and they're happy with it, who am I to complain? No one. Absolutely not at all. Mm. I mean, it worked. Like you said, it absolutely <laughs> fits the uh, did not fool anybody, did not leave anybody disappointed metric. Mm. Mm. So anyway, another example is this. Yes. The Somicron Cup, wherein we had players like Fear showed up. Uh, who else do I know? Rodzin. I know Rodzin. Mm-hmm. Crimson. Crimson. Pez mm-hmm. and Rise are all Australian players. Yeah, look at that. Look at the Australian representation. Good stuff. None of them won, but yeah. No, none of them really did that no. super well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And look at all the Protoss and Terran, too. There were five Zerg, period, and none of them made it to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of Protoss, actually, now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of Protoss. Let's see, that's what, two, four, six, eight, nine Protoss in a round of 16. Nine Protoss, and the entire semifinals on is all Protoss. Yeah. Good job, Protoss. Way to represent. Mm. For all the Zerg we've been seeing in WCS events, it's kind of good to see Protoss do something. Mm. Good to see some PvP action. Yes. So in a thrilling final, best of uh, five final here, Fear defeated Cypher 3-2 to two mm-hmm. to win the reward, which is a $50 prize pool. How did they split that up? Do you know? Thirty-five fifteen. Cool. So $35 for Fear. Mm-hmm. Well done, the German Protoss player. They also got uh, OSC points, which they can use... Uh, I think the way the OSC points is there is something called the week- weekly wager, which is actually going on right now, I believe. It's being cast by our good friend, Just Jordan. Huh. You can wager points, and if you win your games in that tournament, you get more points. And then the players with like the, like, the most points at the end of a season or something go into their tournament, which is like a 10 grand tournament. So it makes sense. Yeah, play in lots of little cups like this, and then you can you get invited to a big tournament. Right. So that's why these points are important. You're saying, well, why did they play for thir- the chance to win thirty five dollars? It's the long con. Mm, exactly. They want to get. It, they want to be part of that big old tournament. So a lot of people are interested in that. Yeah. And it was good there were points here because some good participation for sure. And one Terran. No wait, two Terrans. Two Terrans. Oh, two Terrans. Spared and Mister. Two Terrans. Mr. L? Mr. L. I don't know who that is. It doesn't appear like he has a page on Wikipedia. So. Nah. Way to show up. Get some experience, though. Got two owed by Dandy. Mm. Yeah, so there's a Shamakon Krupp. In other news, GSL Season 2 Code S mm. did its thing. Yeah, sure did. Sure did. And that was what everybody was talking about all of last week. Uh, maybe longer? I forget. When do you post these things? <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Sunday? Sometime around then. So it's probably been talked about for a week as if we were recording. And now... Gotcha. Yeah. So maybe like two weeks. <laughs> Happened like two weeks ago. <laughs> kind of old news. But we'll just go over it real quick here. Again, one Zerg. One Zerg and all of the final eight players. Holy cow. I mean, to be fair, well, champion Rogue. Yeah. He's one hell of a Zerg. He is. And he, he got beat by the Maru, though. That's how good Maru is playing right now. Mm-hmm. Maru, like I, uh, I think Mar, how well Maru is playing is should be defined by how he how he went versus Zest in the grand finals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's part of it. Absolutely. Because mm, Maru versus Rogue was still three to two. That w- that would have been close. Mm-hmm. Maru versus Zest was four zero. Yeah, in a TVP where the current uh, I don't know. I guess I've heard both Terrans and Protoss complain about the state of their race recently. <laughs> so I don't know where to fall on that exactly. But I mean, uh, what's your personal opinion as far as TVP is concerned? Is Protoss favorite or Terran? Hmm. Or do you think it's balanced? I think it's reasonably balanced. I don't think there's anything major to complain about. Okay. Things I would complain about is like recalls. 
I don't like being able to just teleport your entire army across the map. Yeah, it's that's a really, really good spell. Mm. I mean, just yeah, just the ability to be in a base race type situation, do a ton of damage to your opponent's base, and then just be home to defend instantly is crazy. And then you get the mothership, and that can do it too. Dumb. Dumb. Yeah, I mean, we're. I mean, this is a Zerg and a Terran talking about how OP Recall <laughs> is, so take it for what it's worth. Take it with a pinch of salt, because we are salty. Yeah. Maybe like a whole handful. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, watching Maru versus Zest, Maru made Terran look broken. He really did. He absolutely dismantled Zest. There's no question. I mean, he's doing that a lot recently, and... I think I've said this before, but I think what amazes me about Maru the most is he just uses crazy compositions and just makes it all work. He'll make what feels like every unit in the Terran tech tree and bring it to your front and be like, I'm going to make all this work, all this micro-intensive stuff, these ravens, these ghosts, mm -hmm. these tanks that need to be set up perfectly, the marines that need to be split against these banelings, and just perfectly nail it. Everything's perfect. You're ready to go. Can't do anything against it, and you win. And it's like, well, Terrans who are struggling on ladder just play like Maru. <laughs> just play. But it feels impossible. I mean, I think it was the first map, I think Darkness Sanctuary. It was Marine, Marauder, Widow Mine, and about eight Cyclones sitting in uh, Zest yeah. Front Door. It's like, who brings that many Cyclones? Like, I've, I, don't, I don't see that often. Who does that? Yeah. Totally worked. Me totally worked. One of the first players to really figure out that the old Raven was easy to abuse in certain situations and just would used mm. it until they changed it. So yeah, Maru is an absolute stud. What kind of surprises me about this season two is the number of players that did not qualify for that playoff. Innovations on that list? Mm -hmm. Like what? Innovation didn't even qualify for the final eight. Uh, who else surprised me here? Um, Sue. With how well Scarlet's been playing, I'm kind of surprised she didn't qualify. Sue, SOS, and Stats both out. I mean, Stats was on, up there on stage coaching uh, Zest in between the games. That's cool. That's cool of him. It's good to see some friendliness there. But yes, I mean, Innovation, Sue. I'm looking at the group stages, and it's like... I, 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 I would... Oh, no, Alive's there. Okay, never mind. But he, he did not do well. Uh, I'm trying to find him. What group was he in? D. D. Uh, yeah, 0 and 4, man. That's rough. That is absolutely horrible. So, hooray, Terran Hope Maru, making it happen. Yeah. TY made it to the final four as well. So, I mean, good Terran represent representation throughout. Mm. Yep. So, as for, and just the contrast, we see so many Zergs in these WCS events that the Koreans can't participate in. Mm. And then when it comes to GSL, it's just like, Rogue, show up and get 3 2 in the first round of the playoff. Mm Yep. I mean, that's is that still like uh, the post-BlizzCon slump that every world champion goes through? It's like you're the best, and now you're like kind of middle of the pack for a bit? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it takes a lot of energy mm. to win that thing, so very possible. I mean, they talk about that in the NBA, too. I guess this can count part of the NBA minute, but um, in the 90s, Michael Jordan had three straight seasons where he went to the finals and won the finals, so... Mm. Playoff games are basically considered kind of extra wear and tear on your body because everybody's playing harder. He played three rounds of playoff series and then the finals and won those for three years in a row. So he essentially played two extra seasons, mm. according to a lot of people, how they measure it, and then was just done, which is like, all right, like <laughs> keeping that up for that long is just impossible. And he retired and played baseball for a couple years. Like that's how, that's how much it takes it out of you. 
Anyway, back to StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Qualifiers for season three. Ooh. Have, like, it's done. Do you need a link? I do. Guess how many foreigners qualified? Six. No, no. Oh. Three. Three, okay. I was close. You were double-ish. <laughs> you can look at it that way. Anyway, so Neeb. Yeah, I did hear that Neeb qualified. Mm-hmm. Neeb special and Raynor. And Raynor, that kid, man. He is up and coming. He's coming for all your trophies. Yeah. I really hope to see he does well. I like Raynor a lot. I'm also interested to see how MMA does. Mm-hmm. Now that he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited to see those ki- those guys. Gumio in there. Bion. Mm-hmm. Bion needs to have a better year. Come on, Bion. Bion needs new wrists. <laughs> he needs to take better care of his, his uh, hands. That's true. That is where that needs to come from. I, I Don't get me wrong. Bion, you're number one in my heart, but... Take care of yourself and then do well. Bingo. So that should be fun to watch for sure. All right. Any other StarCraft news? Renegade missile turrets. Oh, yeah. That's not like official official though. I mean, it's official that it's in the game, just not in any maps yet. All right. So Renegade missile turrets, if you're unfamiliar with what this is, it's basically a map feature is what it is. It's a turret that is built out on the middle of the map and it is hostile to both players, Mm -hmm. to every player involved. Um, on the map, mm-hmm. and basically, as far as I can tell, they haven't said this, but it just feels like they're trying to either slow down air harassment, mm. or like Overlord scouting, or something. Well, I mean, Overlord scouting, depending on where the like position, if they're positioned in direct line from your base to their base, yeah, it'll slow down work. Uh, Overlord scouting. But other than that, I think Overlords will just like people will learn they have to click around it, and then into their opponent's face. And that'll only slow it down yeah. by like 10, 15 seconds, if that. Exactly. And same thing if you want to do a warp prism drop, just go around it. Because you can see it on the minimap. That's part of it. Is mm. The location is visible on the minimap until they're destroyed. So I don't get it. I think it's just to ask players to keep an eye on their stuff as they send them across the map. To have to put more steps in there, make it a little harder that way. You know, if someone does just like, all right, I'm going to make an oracle instantly across the map and then forgets about it, then they don't just, you know, you can't just walk into someone's base and take 15 free working. Well, but you can. Now you just have to shift click a path around the thing as you send it out and then forget about it at that point. Like, it's an extra half second of effort. If you're paying attention. If not, it's a bad rally that yeah. costs you minerals and gas. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just don't see this hurting the pro players at all or really affecting their game at all. And it, I mean, probably will cause some problems for us platinum and diamond heroes, but otherwise... Mm. Do you know if it provides detection? Uh, does it? For who? <laughs> or do you mean, can it see cloaked things that are flying past it? It says identical stats to a missile turret, so I guess so. I mean, because I could see myself putting widow mines around it, and that way if like someone, like a zerg, sends up some zerglings to try and clear it, I get free kills. Hmm, that's true. But that doesn't work if uh, it detects them for the opponent. Right, it is a detector, according to this uh, Wikia page that I'm going to link you. Along the right side, it does show up as a detector. Ah, yes. So, Cloak Banshees are not immune. So, again, I just don't don't see it really causing all that much of a problem at the higher levels. I'm sure problems for the lower guys, but... I mean, at hmm. worst, it does nothing and no one uses it. At best, it maybe makes something slightly interesting about part of a map. Right. Right. So That's, um, <laughs> that's the, the highest possibility here. 
<laughs> but, at, but at worst, it's neutral. It, there's no, no negative to it, I don't think. I don't think I can actively make games bad. No, I don't think so. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. This might just turn in, like you said, it might turn into something that just doesn't, is irrelevant. Yeah. And we'll never talk about it again. Okay, so, so we always do this, but let's take a hard, abrupt turn here. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay. Came out on June 22nd, three days ago. I forgot. <laughs> it was coming out. Right, that's fair. Yeah. But at this point, it has made $700 million. Domestic? Worldwide. Yeah. Which, I mean, compared to like even Infinity War, compared to The Incredibles, compared to the other huge openings we've seen in movies, feels crazy out of whack. Mm, no? I think that's probably larger than it should be. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's... it's all foreign. 567 million of that is not domestic. I mean, there are a lot of Jurassic World, Jurassic Park fans out there. There are. I just don't feel like there's a lot of hype around this in the U.S. I don't feel like the last movie was that great. I don't feel like the buzz about this movie is really anything to talk about. Mm. But apparently it's really working well with non-American audiences, which I don't... I mean, I guess it translates, right? Action translates, explosions translate, apparently dinosaurs translate. That, that would be what it is, I think. <laughs> just on the list of things you don't really have to understand the dialogue to know what's going on yeah and that's i mean that's what i've heard from people who have seen it here is that the plot is like what how huh and the uh dialogue isn't that great but it's really great visuals and dinosaurs eat people so what else do you want yeah i've heard some people being like man it's complete trash and so right i was going to be like hey brother want to go see the movie just tonight but now I'm going to be like, let's wait until the movie's like a little more empty for it. I don't feel like having to deal with a full cinema. Do you... With the crowds. Yeah. Do you like assigned seating in movie cinemas? I do. Ah, uh, okay. I do. The uh, The theater nearest to my house has it, and it's great. Because I show up after the trailers have happened. Okay. And my seat is still available. Yep. Okay. But what happens if you turn up and your seat isn't still available? Then I say, here's my ticket. It has my number on it. Get out of my seat, you doof. Right. But at that point, people like, I, I don't want to have to do that. So, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I get to my seat before the trailers start because I'm generally not worried about that. And I don't want to have to tell people, you're in my seat. Or I don't, but I, I really wish there were some that were just like, look, just sit wherever you want. That way I can walk in and be like, okay, there's two free seats. Let's just sit there in a nice spot. I mean, there are definitely theaters near my house that do have that. Mm. I've gone there because the tickets were cheaper or because it was showing a movie that wasn't available at the closer one that I like. So Also, the cinema I, that I have, the numbering system on the seats confuses me every time. <laughs> okay, how's that work? Because you have two armrests, right? And on each of the armrests in the top left-hand corner, if you're sitting in them, right? So the, your one on the right has a number that can be read by you while sitting down right sure all right so all the numbers are read while sitting down not while you're standing up walking and looking at and trying to work out which seat yours is yep that's dumb so inevitably every time we go there it's like okay is this our seat yeah then we sit down and somebody comes along we're like oh i think you're in our seats and we're like huh and then we realize we're sitting one over to the right <laughs> because of the way yeah. the numbers are so on your right Oops. hand it says 14 means you're in seat 13 <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's how it works because I get confused and I'm not sure now. <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah, that's really bad. I was going to make fun of you for not understanding it, but I'm on your side now. Thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad we could agree on something for once. Yes. Funny story. Uh, somebody I know was like, I had the day off work and I showed up half an hour early to Fallen Kingdom. I'm like, dude, at 10 a.m. on a Monday? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, yeah, I didn't need to. Well, the theater was like 25% full. <laughs> Half. I don't think I've ever been half an hour early for a movie, and not like if I was, I would refuse to go ahead and sit down half an hour early. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't assigned seating, and he wanted to make sure to get a seat, so he showed up early. Fair enough. Anyway, I'm... so good job, Jurassic World. I don't know if I'm going to bother seeing it, but it's sure making all the monies. You wait till it's like on Netflix, and maybe then see it. Sure. Sure. Don't sound very positive. Red box or something. Yeah. I mean. My wife likes the dinosaur movies. I think she liked uh, Jurassic World more than I did. Okay. And so I think we'll probably end up seeing it just for that reason. Okay. Because there are a lot of movies that she's super stoked about. Like, she'll see stuff with me, but it's not like she's the driving force behind it. So if there is something that she wants to see, then we'll see it. Okay. Fair enough. She's more of a a TV person. All right. Uh, What else is on our list for today's? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Might have to wrap this up. Sure. Unless there's something else you'd like to talk about. Uh, I'm like racking my brain trying to think of anything. Nothing's coming to. Uh, okay, I'm I'm going into politics a little bit. Hold on to your hats. All right, so as of today, as of Monday when we're recording this, a story came out that one of Trump's, President Trump's advisors, I'm not sure exactly what her thing is, but... She went into a D.C. area restaurant and they refused her service. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is basically in reaction to a Supreme Court ruling a couple weeks ago that said that a bakery in Colorado should not be forced by law to bake a cake for a gay marriage. Okay. If they don't want to. Mm. Okay. And a lot of people are upset about that because they see that as bigotry. And so then the response has been, well, we're just not going to serve people who believe, right? Who believe right. that the right to refuse service is a right. So we're just going to re- use that on you. Mm. And it's just created kind of this giant mess and no one's happy with each other and everybody's yelling and angry. And I just, I don't know. I just, can I just ask for consistency here? Okay. Like, tell me if this is being reasonable. If you're upset that there are bakeries in Colorado that don't have to bake cakes for gay people if they don't want to, and then you turn around and refuse service for somebody based on their beliefs, are you just being a huge hypocrite at that point? Hmm. And similarly, if you're upset about this politician being denied service for her beliefs, but you're okay with the bakers refusing, refusing service for their belief, you're also a hypocrite, right? Right. People being, like, the right to refuse service is a bit like a fishing license in Nevada. Okay. Why do I need a fishing license in Nevada? I don't. I don't need a fishing license in Nevada. It's not my problem. There are reservoirs in Nevada. You're kind of not, don't know what you're talking about, but Uh, I get what you're trying to say. I'm in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Why did you say Nevada? Aren't there parts of Australia where you wouldn't ever fish? I wouldn't fish anyway. I was just trying to pick a place, right? Because you are not in Nevada. I am not in Nevada. Lots of people are not in Nevada. Why does needing a fishing license in Nevada matter to you? (laughs) Because there's fishing in Nevada. But you're not fishing. (laughs) It matters if you go there, right? That's the point. If you are not there, it does not matter. All right. Is it a little hypocritical to turn around and say, like, no, you should be forced to make cakes for whoever? That's You're now telling someone how to run their business. And if they, if someone comes in 
and say, hey, I need a cake for Friday. And you say, oh, I can't make a cake for Friday. And then they turn around and be like, oh, but it's for a gay wedding. Would you then be forced to make it? Because otherwise it seems like you're turning them down because it's for a gay marriage. Good question. I don't know. There's no way to enforce like a intent. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's the same thing with hate crimes. Like if you beat somebody up, mm. that's prison. But then you're like, we're going to punish you more if you did it because of their skin color. Like, well, how unless they're yelling like the reasons they're doing this? How do you know? Unless there's like direct evidence to suggest and support it. Like, I don't know how you would. Right. Yeah. I really don't like determining intent as a legal system. Mm. It's rough. <sighs> so anyway, that's what's going on. That's what people are yelling about today in America. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be something else tomorrow. That's how it's been. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Uh, do you want to see something slightly more funny, though? Yes. I, I did find something. Do you know what the Snapchat is? I have the Snapchat app on my phone. Oh, man. I might need to reinstall it then. If I, okay. if I knew I could Snapchat you, like I wouldn't have uninstalled. They have a face swapping feature. Yes, they do. People have been face swapping themselves onto their World of Warcraft tunes. I have seen that on the Reddits. Yes. Here's one of my favorites. <laughs> I like how you're using old Reddit. I approve. <laughs> who doesn't use old Reddit? <laughs> uh, people who don't know any better and children. Uh, yes, that's incredible. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. The braids make it too. Yeah. <laughs> The mustache and braids combo is not something you see every day. Mm. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny because the face swap thing's been around for a while. I'm surprised people have just kind of started doing it now. Mm. Well, I mean, it, I think it just caught like wildfire when someone did it. But I, yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm surprised it took them this long to like think of that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I might have to try it, honestly. Yeah? Perhaps we will. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Because, yeah, if you don't know, Wade and I are actually playing our way through World of Warcraft Legion out on the twitch.tv slash Falcon Paladin, planning on doing a session actually right after this, to be honest. Mm, I mean, we're pretty much about ready to start, judging by time to write, wrap this up, you know? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, we should probably get on that. Do you need, like, an NBA minute or a sports ball minute, sports ball segment? Nah, nah. I had my own unofficial one. You had, like, 45 seconds. Yeah, I think that's enough. Okay, sure. Hey, I mean, hey I'm sure. just the... Uh, Look, trying to look out for you. I appreciate that you love the NBA minute so much that you're looking out for me. Mm. I'm, I just need to. That's not what you said. I just need to go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Kidding. Well, let's wrap it up. Go get a drink, and then we'll stream. It's fine. All right. Thank you for listening, people. Yeah, thanks for being here. And until next time, as always, enjoy the music. Send any feedback you have to falconpaladin at gmail.com with pod feedback, and you take care of yourself.